mission is called Roadkill. I'm ready to somebody up. Episode 3 of the challenge Double Agents drops this week and I know what you're thinking, Levi, Redditors react. How can you do that before the episode? Well, we got a special episode for you this week, a Merry Christmas to you all, this is the challenge Redditors react podcast. Hello listeners, hello Redditors. Thank you so much for joining us once again on the Challenge Redditors React podcast. And as I said in the introduction, it's a very, very different episode this week. I'm Levi Hall, I'm your host, and as always, I will be joined this week by George, aka ReadThis28 from Reddit, but he won't be the only one joining me. Yes, normally I have a guest Redditor, but this week I have a guest champion, a guest OG, a guest vet joining myself and George on the podcast. But before I let you know who that is, as always, I think it is time for me to welcome my co-host for the challenge Redditors React. George, welcome back. How has your week been? Uh, I'm doing good, buddy. You've kind of blindsided me with a bit of an announcement of having a uh, champion joining us, which massively makes up for the fact that UK has now gone to tier four. But more importantly, who have, who have you got and how? So basically, (laughs) the other week, uh, last week, when I just posted on Instagram, please follow at Challenge React. Uh, We haven't got many followers at the moment. We're just using it to advertise the the podcast. But I posted it. I put all the hashtags in. And suddenly I got a follow from our guest today. Um, So I followed them back. (laughs) And I thought, I thought. Do you know what I'm going to do? I am going to slide into their DMs. Um, Are you channeling no, so, your inner Wes there, by the way? <laughs> I was. So uh, I, I could have slid into a, a, a few DMs, made sure that I made, you know, all the deals. But no, um, so I followed them back. I sent them a message just saying, thanks very much for the follow. We're a brand new podcast, just getting started. So it means a lot to get a follow from a challenge OG like yourself. Didn't expect a reply. Straight away, oh, thank you too, buddy. Now, we say buddy a lot. It's a British thing. So I'm thinking maybe he's heard the podcast. Um, you know, I, I mentioned we have zero budget and we make zero profit, but it would be um, it'd be really nice to kind of have a chat with him one day. Uh, I've now said it to him. Um, and then I followed that up with trying to shoot my shot here. Uh, and he said, hey, uh, let me know when and I'd be happy to. And we've been conversing a bit over the last few days. Everything got set up yesterday. And uh, here we are, George. So... Our guest on uh, this week of the challenge, Redditors React, is going to be revealed after we talk <laughs> about Christmas, George, because um, it's a very different podcast this week. We're not reacting to the show because uh, the way that the dates have been structured, uh, Wednesday the 23rd is when the show is, but that would be Thursday the 24th, which is Christmas Eve here in the UK. Um, yes, the UK's gone into tier four but um we're still allowed to celebrate christmas somehow with our household so we thought you know a bit difficult for you and me to get on zoom and and have a uh, a redditors react full podcast so why not do this early and why not change it up a little bit so this week it's a bit of a different format but george we're going to start by testing your challenge knowledge 
MTV on their website posted a challenge quiz this week. So um, as as you are what I like to call the encyclopedia of the podcast. <laughs> I this thought, could be very, very embarrassing. <laughs> I thought, why not throw it over to you? Because we all love quizzes at, quizzes at Christmas, and apparently quizzes are what Zoom's been for for the last nine months. <laughs> so here we go. 13 questions. Are you ready, George? I, I'm still trying to work out who the guest is. and We've discussed the cliffhangers being our least favourite part of a lot of seasons. I can't believe you're now doing one to me. Uh, you've changed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> who just thought... You know, three, four episodes into the podcast, we'd have a twist. And you'd... <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good one, buddy. Which we're now going to say a lot because apparently it works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here okay. we go. Question one. These are all multiple choice. What year did the challenge premiere? 1994, 1998 or 2002? Uh, 98. Is that your final answer? Yes. It is 1998. Yes. Um, so that's one out of one. Question two. What was the first name for what would become known as the challenge? Was it Road Rules All-Stars, Road Rules Real World Challenge, or the Real World Challenge? Second one. Road Rules Real World Challenge. Uh, that is know. incorrect. The answer uh, is, Road is it Road Rules, Rules All-Stars. Cha- Damn it. <laughs> okay you ready for this one i think we should this get is, this because this is really going to test my like you wanting to keep the podcast clean by the way <laughs> <laughs> well here we go this is one that we talked about very early on i think episode two of our podcast so you should get this which of these is not a nickname for cam williams killer cam queen cam or cam the conqueror with a k oh it's cam the conqueror but that needs to go into rotation if she wins <laughs> <laughs> you are obviously correct on that one okay question four this is a big one. This is uh, what gets talked about a lot on one of the other challenge podcasts, uh, Challenge Mania with uh, Derek. How did Derek finally defeat Joss in an hour-long Crazy Eights elimination in Vendettas? Part one, did Derek overpower Joss? Number two, did Joss uh, have to call for a medic? Or number three, did Joss mistakenly think that Derek had stepped out of bounds? Can I just pick option four? Joss stopped paying attention and really messed up a great elimination. <laughs> Option three, please, buddy. Option three, Joss did mistakenly uh, think that Derek stepped out of bounds. You are now four out of five. Okay, this big one. Who won the legendary pole wrestle between Derek and Wes in the duel? Was it Derek? Was it Wes? Or option three, there is one. It was declared a tie. Wes. You want to go for Wes? Yeah. That is correct. Good, I've just watched that. That would be really embarrassing (laughs) if I got that one wrong. (laughs) Oh, here's one. Uh, and she was not sorry about it. What best friend did Jemmy betray by selecting her for elimination, much to the delight of other contestants in Dirty 30? Was it Jenna, Brittany, or Anissa? Jenna. I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me um, who she ended up going against in that elimination. Kayla. It was. It was Jenna versus Kayla. Okie dokie, that is correct. Which of these contestants has won the most money on the challenge? No, this one's really easy. CT okay. wears Ashley or Cara. Oh, Ashley. Yes. <laughs> Millionaire Mitchell by name and by nature. Although I do think the amount of tax that gets taken away is one <laughs> just over a million in the challenge, like 1.25 million or something. With all the tax taken away, she hasn't actually won a million. No, very good point. 
Does that make but, her a, gro- a gross millionaire rather than a network millionaire? <laughs> but then you've got to think as well, the, the um, appearance fees and all of that. Yeah. Okay, you ready for next one? Question eight. Which of the following has not been a subtitle to a season of The Challenge? Gauntlet, Betrayal or Cutthroat? Betrayal. Yep, although Ooh, that could be the next fantasy series. I do. Yeah, I'd like that one. Okay. How, oh, one of my favourite eliminations just for the drama of it. How did Ninja end up defeating Laurel in the branched out elimination challenge for War of the Worlds 2, even though TJ had already declared Laurel the winner? One, Laurel was disqualified for unsportsmanlike uh, conduct. (laughs) It could have happened. Um, Two, Laurel failed to correctly place all her branches. Or three, Laurel chose to leave because she missed her family. Sorry, number two. I was also just <laughs> miming two. with a great suck it celebration, which is the best part of that entire <laughs> elimination. She looks properly mental when she's doing that as well. Do you know what it was? It was the fact that she did that and then it all happened and it all kicked off. Yeah. It was the moment like uh, Ninja was checking and then realised she missed one. And then Ninja just had the wherewithal to climb up her one to grab the pole to put into hers. Um and you just saw everyone standing on the steps. It was like, ah! I've, apparently it was like 45 minutes until they worked out who actually won that one as well. Of just like the cast messing around. They had to go to the tapes. I think they apparently offered to redo it. And Laurel just said no. But I don't know whether they offered to redo it from the start or from where they both stopped. So Laurel would have had to come up, then down again to do it. And Ninja would just have hers in her hand. I think it's a bit unfair because he blew the horn. Yeah, plus, mate, I'd rather have Laurel in for the rest of that season than Ninja. Exactly. I, I, again, I don't, a lot of what Zach does, I don't like, but I found him being quite, yeah, he was very, very entertaining, primarily uh, directed at Ninja for the rest of that season. Oh, I, it's interesting Ninja's not come back. I think she's just, she wasn't cut out for the, she was cut out for all the challenges and the eliminations, but she just wasn't cut out for the, um, I've forgotten the words. George, help me out here. The Things manipulation. The, the manipulation. Betrayal. The, the good old fashioned. No, oh, that's not clean. Uh, the drama. The drama. drama. There we go. <laughs> okay. Why did Ashley say she decided to keep all the money from Hunter at the end of Final Reckoning? Hunter had belittled and threatened Ashley. Ashley and Hunter made a deal. They would keep the money given the choice. Why would they do that? Or Ashley needed the money for her family's medical bills. Oh, the belittle one. I was looking yeah. for the, the exact quote is he's slut shame me and he's threatened my family. I'm keeping the money. And then Hunter goes <laughs> off looking for his tennis shoes, which yeah. I still think is the primary weirdest reaction to anything you know, in the challenge. I hated the end of that challenge because I always think the nice thing about the challenge is after they've all done the final, there's all this like camaraderie. And that one, you had Joss and Sylvia crying because Paulia dropped the grenade on them. Yeah. You had... Cara and Marie, whatever was going on with them. That was actually um, a highlight, though. <laughs> and, you know, you had Ashley and Hunter having this big argument. You had Paulie being Paulie and Natalie being Natalie. It was like, it was a really horrible, sour yeah. ending to what was quite a horrible, sour season. Uh, yeah, completely agree. It was also the thing that I, or, we haven't, well, maybe in the off season we do challenge retrospectives. That'd be quite fun. But, um, would be a uh it was the fact well, i don't get why cara didn't chuck the grenade at ashley and hunter they, they've been 
because, Marie was pretty annoyed with them as well, right? Because remember, first of all, Kara and Marie knew they'd lost. Yeah. Um, but Kara at that point was all like flirty, flirty with Paulie. And therefore, actually, no, that would have made sense. And that probably yeah, would have helped. It would have, it, it would have given them both. Oh, no, no. It, remember, because Marie wanted to throw it on Paulie. Yeah. And Kara said no. And therefore they had to agree to who they were going to throw it on. Or yeah, it but neither of them suggested Hunter and Ashley. Yeah, and but I think that Marie was close with Ashley. I thought Marie was closer with Sylvia than she was with Ashley. Because yeah. yeah, there's a bit where she No, goes, Marie and Sylvia got into a headbutt. Yeah, but that was... Actually, maybe that would play a friend. But there's a bit in, like, Vendettas or something where someone's like, oh, how can you not like Sylvia um, and pizza? I love both those things. I, mm. I, it's a very weird... I think, to be honest, they just kind of forgot they were there. And that could have changed the entire thing. Because then you get Joss constantly returning. He probably gets more screen time and he might actually be funny. Sylvia would probably come back as well. And she was actually a very, very good elimination threat. She was very different on her real world compared to how she's been on the challenge. Like on her real world, she was very confident. She choked out Madison at one point, like unconscious. Jesus. (laughs) Um. And then she came on the challenge and she was a little... Like, the first thing that she did on the challenge was betray Tony, who yeah. was on her real-world season. I and did. Since I, then, that was a hard watch. Yeah, and since then, she kind of, like, she wasn't the same person because Tony turned on her, Bruno turned on her, and Nicole Z turned on her. Yeah. Um, you ready for the next question? Yes. Sorry for the tangent. <laughs> oh, this is my favourite line. What contestant uttered the famous line, choo-choo, right before delivering a devastating hit in the T-Bone Challenge during Rivals? Adam, CT or Tyler? CT. I love that moment. That was such a good elimination. That needs to come back because we almost got it again in Must Be Free Agents with CT and Zach and Johnny, Johnny Riley and two others, but stupidly CT and Zach were allowed to be on the same team. And you want those two against each other because that's probably the last season with CT prime. Zach's bigger, but I think CT is infinitely better with his body weight and agility. That's a collision for the ages. Like that would, that would actually register on the Rick scale. I would love to see a CT Zach or brawl. Oh yeah. Okay. This is a bit, horrible for me but i like t-bone because you can blindside people and it's a much better hit when you're not going against each other when you get them from the side and that would have been a lot better to see the problem with t-bone was the confusion it causes with which balls you're picking up because you're they all ended up picking up the wrong balls which is yeah. why adam and ct lost well adam did it two or three times i think tyler did it once so tyler's was legitimately a mistake there's still a load of um stuff out there on reddit and the rider world about whether adam threw that i don't think he would have because do you remember that whole season was just ct going we're friends here adam we're friends here um that was adam's last season wasn't it yeah i don't think he's back there's be there was some pretty horrible yeah horrible allegations to come out of that bit yeah. Which we don't have the um, answer to, so we're not addressing. No, we're not. Um, because despite having zero budget and zero profit, people could probably still sue us. Um, so <laughs> Fine. Let's, come, let's come take my that. terrible collection of socks. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> so, which duo with the tiebreaker vote sacrificed themselves when they couldn't agree on who to send into the elimination challenge in Final Reckoning? Zach and Amanda. Zach and Amanda, yes. It was. Oh, what are the other options, though? 
Uh, Derek and Tori and Brittany and Chuck. Neither of them were there at that point. Yeah, fair no. enough. But uh, Brittany and Chuck we... doing that would be hilarious, though, because you assume they'd have to win a challenge. <laughs> they were. That was. Do you remember that scene where they're sitting at the table? Yeah. And Brittany's like dressed in that like half done up shirt. And uh, oh, what's the word? Not hallucinogenic. I can't remember. Like reflective hot pants as well. Yeah. Strange. And strange she... get up. Yeah, she. She's not come back for a while either. She was kind of part of that kind of are you the one grouping during that trilogy of the kind of bad girls club version of the challenge. Yeah, but I just don't think she she never had enough physical ability to back out no. what she wanted to be. I think it was almost like she wanted to be like Tori, but she yeah. just, people didn't respect her the way that Tori gets respected in the house. Okay, you ready for the final question? Dun, dun, dun. What I've realised as we have gone through these questions, because um, I didn't look at them beforehand, is that the MTV website has put in some very easy questions. What reality show has not produced a contestant for the challenge? Flora Bamashore, are you the one? Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I'm guessing it's Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, but it is Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> Tickets Atlanta, to that, please. <laughs> which means that you got twelve out of thirteen. It says you are a champion. Let's go. You are the best of the best. Rookies look up to you and veterans are desperate to start an alliance with you. Relive all the classic moments by watching more than 20 full seasons of The Challenge and your other favourite MTV reality shows with a CBS All Access subscription. <laughs> it genuinely says that. Oh, you got to love a bit of multi-level marketing. Um, <laughs> good, good quiz, buddy. I think post Double Agents, I'm going to write my own for you. And... Uh, okay. We'll do that as a bit of a one because I think that would be quite entertaining. But I'll have to, I'll only do it from memory and we'll see what we can, uh, and we'll make that a little bit of a, uh, a game, I think. That, that sounds like good fun. Now, it is Christmas time. Um, and, you know, prior to Sunday's announcement, we would have been able to have our Christmas bubbles <laughs> here in the UK. Now, we're not anymore, but we'd already planned to do this uh, section of the podcast. So we're going to do it anyway. Um, if you could be in a Christmas bubble and invite five challengers, past and present, round for Christmas, who would you have? So it's, just, it's six people together, rule of six, and it's yourself and five other challengers. This is a very, very good question. Who would I want? Let's we start with the funniest side and say who I wouldn't want first. Yeah, Top three I don't want. Out. I don't Josh. want... I don't want Ninja. I don't want Josh because he'd probably cry because I got the wrong present. I don't want Hunter because I imagine feeding that man takes at least seven incomes. Um, Surely that takes CT out as well. I, yeah. Oh, you can give him all the leftovers. <laughs> well, give Hunter all the leftovers. Hunter's not in my bubble, no, but he's outside no. my house. <laughs> yeah, no, you can, you can give CT all the leftovers and all like, you know, the stuff people don't eat, like Brussels sprouts. Let me you give them me to like CT and Tony. Oh, mate, you, you cook Brussels sprouts in bacon fat with bits of bacon in it, and they actually become relatively palatable. I am Jewish. Ah, fair. Sorry. <laughs> All bacon so, for me. Yeah, um, so I, I will not be cooking any Brussels sprouts in bacon fat. Okay, I 100% want Kyle. Okay. I reckon he'd be very, very good value. And But my, what is your booze budget at this Christmas day? Uh, is it my normal family booze budget? Because we'd be fine. Okay, perfect. <laughs> We, uh, we may have Brits, ordered wine. That's what Brits do. 
we, we are very good at three things. One of them is drinking, and that means we don't remember the other two things we're good at. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have got Kyle Christie joining you. Who else would I want? I'd, yeah, I'd quite like Laurel, because she okay. is quite entertaining. Um, she hold a conversation. I imagine she would be... Yeah, she'd be good value throughout. And if I need anyone to like, you know, you know, there's always that classic six or seven p.m. little bit of tension in the household. Lauren's Laurel's going to shut that down or create it. Yeah, but then I also quite like a little bit of tension, so I get to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got that my entertainment value. Okay, so we've got Kyle, Laurel. Yeah. Three. Now, this is might be one you disagree with. I kind of want Rogan because he is. Rogan, okay. sorry, well, one Rogan and Kyle together. I yeah. actually want to see if my theory is correct that if I locked them both in a room, they would be they would become friends. Did um, you see, by the way, I saw a video that someone posted on Reddit, which must have been from Rogan's Instagram, um, which was Rogan explaining that Jogan is no longer. I did. I didn't actually watch the video. I think I saw the title and then I got distracted by something else. Which so I watched. They give a reason. I thought he was quite diplomatic. So he said, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything. Um, he said, they didn't have a big fallout. They just drifted apart. They've not spoken for a while. But then he kind of threw in a little, you know who your friends are when you're doing well. So what I think is something might have happened after he won the challenge and got asked to be on the next season and just didn't. You know, you can only speculate there, but you know, he was very diplomatic about it. He didn't say anything nasty about him. Fair. Okay, which is means that... get them both on the next season. Let's see what I, happens. I was going to say, is that not the best play for a rivals pair? Because they would clean house, but not not in puzzles or anything. Let Rogan not. solve it. Let Rogan. I don't get it. He I was... didn't. I didn't understand that. No. Why was Rogan suddenly like king He's of puzzles? Got... He's got this reputation. Somehow they seem to think he's good at them. Are they basing that on anything? Because he like objectively admits he's a bit dumb. He, yeah, I don't get it. No, it made no sense. And then like, wasn't Jenny going, okay, you do this, 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 this. And she literally had the whole thing in the car one. She knew exactly how to do it. Yeah. Rogan, let Rogan, Rogan's the one we picked. We said just Rogan. Um, okay, so we've got Rogan, we've got Kyle, we've got Laurel. I'm really torn because I want some more old guard, but I also want Big T. You're just picking Brits. Oh, <laughs> that is not intentional. I'm so sorry to our American listeners. I'm, no, I'm imagining there's no quarantine situation here. So if you get some Americans to fly over, they don't have to quarantine for two weeks. No, I got that. It was just more <laughs> that, that wasn't even thinking of. Maybe I'm just, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, patriotism, is there? <laughs> so we're adding Big T in there? Now I feel bad for just having too many Brits. <laughs> um, for now, let's have Big T. Okay. And then what we'll do is we'll let you challenge my picks and we'll see if your challenges uh, get merged in or not. Okay, okay. So we've got Big T, we've got Rogan, we've got Kyle and we've got Laurel. We've got yourself. I've got one more. And then we have finally got... So I know you probably really want me to pick CT, which I do like. And the main reason I'd really like him is I think he he would give a brilliant Christmas toast. Yeah, his speech at the end of day, it's just quite heartwarming. It's nice. 
he'd be and good you know value. what he'd do at the end of the christmas meal he'd give you a big hug and he'd thank you for doing it yeah he would and he'd say he was proud of you the thing is now i want wes is big t out no maybe I do like Wes a lot, though. His commentary is brilliant. And Wes and Kyle's dynamic alone, I want them as a pair. Yes. That would okay. be exceptional. And then I can try and create that scene I told you I wanted to have from last episode of, Wes, of Kyle on Wes's lap. <laughs> oh, yeah. He turns round on the chair. Yeah, like, I've been expecting yeah, yeah. you. <laughs> so we've got Wes, CT, yeah. Rogan, Laurel, and are who's we keep, the, are we keeping who's Big the, T? I, I want a bit of gender balance as well. Um, because if Ro- Rogan and Kyle do start fighting, like girls will keep them calm. Who is the Push most out. entertaining girl in terms of just. What, like chat? just a good laugh? Yeah. I don't want. My, if this was my New Year's Eve event, I would have gone a completely different way, by the way. <laughs> oh, 100%. But. Let's see. Uh, I think Tori's a good laugh. Oh, no. Yeah, she'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah, I'll have Tori, Laurel, because I imagine they get on quite well, but yeah. I'll have Rogan, Kyle, CT and Wes. No, that's seven, oh, including that's yourself. Can I just sit outside? <laughs> Say. No, no, rule of six, rule of six. So we've got George. CT, Wes, Laurel and Tori, definitely. You. Yeah. yeah. And I, then you've got to pick between Rogan and Kyle. Oh, I don't need Rogan. Okay, Kyle. I think that'd be quite entertaining. I mean, a good, that would be a nice, entertaining Christmas. So there wouldn't be any leftovers. CT can do that. Kyle and me can handle the drinking. Um, oh, my God. I don't think I could go toe-for-toe with that. You're man. a rugby player, aren't you? You play rugby. Yeah, I do. The rug, rugby players handle, can handle their drink really well. True. But Kyle is Geordie, and that is next level. If, if, like, rugby's division... One for drinking. Kyle's mm. like all-star Champions League. Geordies and Scousers. Yeah. I can say that I have a really? uh, I have Scouse <laughs> family. Are we any Scousers on the challenge? Uh, Gabby. Oh, yeah. She hasn't really got much airtime yet, though. I haven't really like made that link. No, I think, I think she'll start getting some because at some point, I think her and Leo are going to get targeted. Yeah. They are, which will be interesting because I think they could, if you get the right elimination, they could pull off an upset. <laughs> I think I think you've got a good uh, a good group in there for your uh, for your rule of six Christmas. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a very very good question, by the way, mate. I I like thinking of it like that. Who would you bring in for that? Have you uh, have you got a list of five who would you'd want in yours? Um, yeah, let's do it. I would stick in Ashley Mitchell. Interesting. Tori. Brittany. I think you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> the Ambers. Own, the Ambers in own, there as well. Someone fancies their own bit of Christmas stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, who would I put in? I would put in I'd def- Kyle, Wes, CT. Um, and then I think it would be similar, you know. Kyle, yeah. Wes, CT. Laurel and Tori. I think well, really- it, it's because it's the Christmas setting, right? You want a um, you want a group who will be entertaining and will get along. CT I mean, would definitely come dressed as Santa. Oh yeah, definitely. That's but it. He Wes needs, he also his... would, but like a rubbish ginger version. 
<laughs> you need CT with his free agent's beard back. Um, actually, yeah, yours is pretty good. Have yeah. you been copying CT? Uh, he's copied me just he, he saw me in the future and then went from there. Uh, for the listeners Levi has actually got a very very nicely groomed beard um showing off at the moment <laughs> I was I was very lucky to um to get to the barbers before we went into tier four before they all shut um actually do you know what I won't have CT really my Christmas but he's like okay who's who you because having? what I would do instead I'd still have a champ. I'd still have a vet. I'd still have an OG. I would have our podcast guest for today. Ooh. Former challenge champ from Real World Boston. Please welcome to the podcast. It's Cyrus. Oh, class. From Ruins, yeah? Yeah. Ruins and very... That, that, you've gone proper OG there then, haven't you? Well, we're going to be able, we're going to have a, a chat to Cyrus in a little bit. We're going to talk to him all about um, his time on the real world, what got him into reality TV. We're going to talk to him about the challenge seasons he was on. Let's remember Cyrus, um, we all know that phrase, welcome to the challenge. Well, Cyrus was the one that almost enacted that phrase to TJ on TJ's first season. So we're going to talk to Cyrus about that. Uh, we're going to talk to him about what he's been up to, the potential OG series, what he thinks of the evolution of the challenge, and if he's been watching the challenge double agents. Um, you ready to get him on? I am outstandingly excited for this one, buddy. Uh, to quote Devin, let's go. Let's I go. Bring, I, I can't bring myself to do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. We are joined by Cyrus, formerly of uh, Real World Boston and Challenge fame, an OG, a vet, and most importantly, a champ. How are you doing, Cyrus? Good, man. Life is great, brother. During this pandemic, I'm still just enjoying family and, uh, you know, being creative as much as possible. So and I, you're doing... I always, you got to make the best out of something that's not so great. And I'm definitely one of those guys that's making the best of that. That's such a positive way to approach it. I've noticed you've been doing a lot of running as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to, you got to, you got to stay in shape as good as possible, man. You know, I'm a big basketball player, had a couple of injuries the last few years, but you know, I, I keep busy. Um, I'm not getting any younger. So in order to be relevant, you, uh, you have a better chance at being in shape than you do if you're not in shape. You say that we're actually on video call at the moment though. And you look significantly younger than I do at the moment. Like my crow's feet and receding hairline is coming in quite badly, whereas you look great. <laughs> Don't lean in. <laughs> hey, that's one of those things. That's the marketing thing too, brother. Because I tell you, what, I had uh, I had dreadlocks, and I thought, you know, when I was getting casted for the show and trying to do these things in entertainment, I'm like, you know what? If I get rid of this now, in ten or twenty years, I can have the same hairstyle and look the same age. <laughs> Business as usual, baby. <laughs> cool. If we ever do a follow-up interview with you, I'll have a shaved head and just like completely have listened to that advice. <laughs> can, can you grow the beard though, George? Because we've got we've got me and uh, Cyrus with big beards on there. That's, yeah, that's, we're in the game. You yeah, got that over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for puberty to hit. I've heard that's quite a, uh, a confusing time in your life. <laughs> so, Cyrus, you were just mentioning about when you were getting casted on the show. So you first joined us uh, on our screens. I say our screens, we're in the UK, so actually we, we didn't get to see it when it came out, but 1997, 
the real world Boston. That was your uh, your TV debut with MTV. That was yes. I'd actually been on TV a few times before. You know, growing up in LA, it's kind of like that. Uh, did a bunch of commercials as a kid. Um, was on Baywatch. That was my summer job when I was in college. Uh, did a bunch of scenes with that. I was actually up to be one of the first black lifeguards on that show. Oh, that's that's epic. Oh, yeah, um, I have to dig out some clips for that. Um, uh, did you what, just catch the bug from it, from doing it um, in LA on Baywatch and stuff, and that made you decide to go on Real World? Or how did that um, story start? No, actually, I got on the show by mistake, man. I was trying to get a job behind the scenes. After college, you know, I did everything I was supposed to do. I was the first in my family to graduate college. And um, I couldn't find a job. I thought it was going to be a little easier to find a job. And I didn't. Long story short, end up telling my life story at an interview to be a casting associate. And uh, through telling my life story, ended me uh, up on the show. So they literally were interviewing you to work on the show and thought, no, this guy is too interesting to be behind the scenes. We need him in front of the camera. Let me tell you, everything you could possibly do wrong in an interview, I did. <laughs> um, I'll say this. I remember like it was yesterday. This is the story that actually got me on the show, too. It was 116 degrees. Um, I was driving a 1989 steel blue Dodge Omni with no AC. I'm a big sweater. And I'm driving over the hill and it, I'm, I'm literally damn near naked because I'm sweating so much and I got this suit on to get this job. Now this is probably somewhere in the area of 20 to 30 interviews and I wasn't hired for anything. And um, I get there, scope the building out, kind of pull down the street and uh, I go to get, put my clothes on. So I kind of get out of the car and my undies and I'm putting everything on, getting right. And um, I speed over to the door and I buzz the bell before I could buzz it, they say, Hey, Cyrus, come up the stairs and make a right, no, make a left, and we're on the right-hand side. I was like, damn, okay. Get myself together, get in there, make my moves, and I walk into this room, and there's like five people staring at me. I'm like, what the hell? This is a casting associate. This means I'm going to be making copies and getting coffee, lunch, and so forth. That's it. I'm like, why is there five people interviewing me? And they just started talking, and I'm kind of like doing my thing, and, and they asked me questions like, um, she asked me, uh, what's one of the biggest things that happened in my life and tell me something about yourself. And so I was like, wow. So, you know, I moved out of the house for, for me to be realistic. I played basketball at the university of Hawaii. Who doesn't find that interesting? So I started with Hawaii and talking about my experiences and being the first in my family to graduate college and all that stuff. And they're like, wow. And then she's like, well, no, I want to know more about you. And I was like, well, damn, you know, I've been on my own since the 10th grade. I moved out of the house. Uh, things got rough. The hood was too much. And, and I had a chance to make something of myself. And so I moved out. And she was like, that's, that's, that's great. But tell me more about you. And I'm like, damn. At this time, it was one of the hardest times of my life because I'd done everything people wanted me to do. And things were supposed to fall into place. And it wasn't like that. I got a big smack in the face. And I wasn't able to get anything. And to be honest, I was understanding why people committed suicide. If it's someone like myself who'd been a standout person in the community since he was a child, and loved in his community since he was a child, very affluent community of Santa Monica, California, and no one would throw me a crumb just for a job. All I wanted to do was, I think, make 24,000 a year and have some benefits if I need, you know, health insurance, whatever. Long story short, um, not that I was, you know, gonna commit suicide or anything, but I was going through the process of thinking about how people get to that point. Well, this is it, I think. And um, at that moment, I decided to just put everything out on the table and just regurgitate my life. 
and I went back to the day I was born, which was a blessing in itself. Um, back when in, in the South, uh, there was a, a black hearse and a white hearse. Used one for funerals and then one for hospital. When the white one was being used, my mom went into labor at church. And so they put me in the black one, sped down the street, the dirt road, the ambulance gives out a gas. And then I pop out like a bottle of champagne. Grandma says, bow, onto the floor, literally. My dad passes out. Grandma swaps him out. They flag down the car going down the dirt road. We transfer us all into this little pinto, I believe, and drive us to the hospital. Get there, they think I'm going to die. See the head flat in the back. Laid me down where they shouldn't have laid me. Um, they cut the cord in the parking lot, rushed me into the hospital. And so it. Um, I'm here today. So I started my story there, ended three and a half hours later. The next thing you know, uh, they're asking me to uh, go on the show and and the lady was in tears. Uh, it was one of those, they went through the whole experience with me in my life, basically. And um, I'm an open book, like I said, I gained a lot from, from it actually being a very therapeutic situation. And that's kind of how I landed on the show. And so Can I ask? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, because uh, you, you just mentioned at that point, you were kind of thinking about you could see why people would make certain choices in their life. Yeah. Do you feel like getting on that, getting on the show might have saved you from possibly making that choice yourself? I wouldn't say that, but I was just understanding how it could, could, could someone be such a standout and taken care of and, and looked out for to being just a normal person on the streets. Mm. And for me, it, it just... I was like, I can see why people are like that. If I'm like that, and I was that man my entire life, and all of a sudden I'm just a man, it was an issue. I wasn't, I never thought about committing suicide or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I was at the lowest point of my life, and I began to understand how people were like that because I had friends that have actually committed suicide that have come to me for help. And I'm like, how could you be at this point? And then I started to realize, oh, they must have, they could have been where I'm at now, you know, but that's not me. I'm going to keep pushing. And, I'm, you know, I'm a strong guy. I've always have been mentally physically, emotionally. I don't ever stop pushing, but you know, I like to bring up that story because I know a lot of people are challenged with their mental health these days. And it's, it's of lately finally become okay to speak about it. And, you know, I leave myself out there for any fans or anyone that just wants to talk about these things to talk about it with me. I will, I'm open for that friend or foe. I'm open for that. That's a pretty amazing thing to do, mate. It's also, What's quite cool is that you were at the point where you couldn't find the next step in life, but then everything else you'd been through brought you to get on to that next step, which is your challenge journey. And also, after your birthing story, mate, nothing must phase you. Like, well, I'm not Superman, but I got to see. Also, at that time, like, there's more to the story, but let's just say when the interview ended and I got home and, you know, the girl I was dating at the time, uh, had a job and what on earth she wasn't happy for the fact that I was getting on this show. I'm like, you, you've seen me struggle so much. And she responds, whatever, we slept on it. Woke up, I moved out, had nowhere to go, but I left. And um, they called me back at that house, that same number. And I wasn't present, I guess, the first time. And next time, a couple of weeks later, back at her house, just hanging out. And the phone's ringing, she's getting in the shower and it's MTV. And they're like, what happened? You never turned in the the paperwork, I was like, well, you know, I don't, slavery into years ago, I don't work for nothing because the contract was for peanuts, man. It was, it was bad. And, you know, I guess they liked my sense of humor a little bit and it was kind of funny, but it kind of wasn't funny. And we made more arrangements for me to come in again. Next thing I know, boom, I'm in the semifinals. 
you know, and, and, and during that time, the only thing I'd ever done was work with kids and kind of play basketball. Well, they liked me because I gave them the wrong resume, the resume that was geared toward working with kids. And on our show, the with Boston was working with kids. And yeah. so that sparked me for the show. And the flip side of that, during that time, I created a, a corporate basketball league out of, I'm walking one day down the street and I'm like, see this beautiful court, no one's using it in this big business park at MGM, which is Caddy Corner MTV in Santa Monica. I walked up and I was like, I know there's a gym in here. I went to the gym and I said, can anyone that works in here use this gym? And she said, yes, I, I want to bring you guys a service. I want to start a basketball league. And they kind of laughed at me. And I was like, look, let me speak to the manager. Talk to the manager. They laughed too. They said, if you can make it happen, make it happen. I started a lunchtime basketball league. That was a three-on-three half-court corporate league. I got like 24 teams in the six foot and under, and then another 10 in the other league. And I was making money per team. And then I was paid per hour to create that. So I just started hustling and making things work. And from that came one of the biggest jobs of my life. Uh, one of the teams was Black Ops Entertainment and they uh, make video games. And they had been doing nothing but like um, uh, pro video games, I guess, or they only knew about pro basketball. They just signed on to the March Madness franchise, which was NC2A college ball. And uh, one of the best guys in the league had called me out one day. He's like a, you know, he, he was kind of a tough guy whatever. I knew I'd kill him anyways. We played ball, worked him over in front of his entire company. He was the CEO. They ran into their look. We want you to work for us. How much it costs you to work for us? I'm like, look, I'm 30 bucks an hour. They paid me 30 bucks an hour to create video games. And I've made uh, like 14 games a date and I've starred in three of them uh, playing basketball and so forth, my likeness and my moves and everything. So like, I just began to create things as I moved on when I had nothing. And from there, I went right to the show. Uh, and then when I came home, I was still making video games and doing a whole circuit with the M1. Like I'm in the M1 basketball game. The first one, Street Hoops, is another game that I did with them in the entire, you know, NC2A March Madness franchise. I did all that stuff. And so I'm not a computer guy or a video game guy. But what I did was I did the castings for that. I found the, all the people, the likenesses and the moves. And I ran all that, which also landed me behind the scenes in reality TV. I've also done 40 different reality shows behind the scenes. I put people on everything from Survivor to Real World to um, uh, Who Wants to Date a Prince to Blind, all the dating shows, Fear Factor, you name it, I've worked on them. So that kind I of actually, started my career. I, I remember that show, Who Wants to Date a Prince. Didn't they have like a fake Prince Harry? My guy won it. My girl yeah. won it. So, yeah. <laughs> so so it's basically your judge of character. Is, sorry, mate, go ahead. Go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so like your, your judge of character is the skill that is taking you through all these amazing things in your life. So like, well, one also, is there a mode on these games where you're allowed to beat your CEO just as a bit of a like a payback thing? Because that would be a great game I would definitely buy at the moment. <laughs> uh, we've pitched something similar. I write shows and, and pitch them. Been doing that for quite some time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, where there's a will, there's a way. There's always something out there, you know? It sounds to me, Cyrus, like I think... At the moment, with everything that's going on, a lot of people are almost hoping that someone opens a door for them. And it sounds like you throughout your life have been someone that kicks down a door for yourself. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I've had a lot of help. You know, my, my mentors to this day still mentor me very well. A um, couple of amazing people. One, Mark Verge. The guy's a, a, a mogul. Um, he came up with this concept years ago called West Side Rentals. And we were finding rental properties throughout the city. They just made it easier to find good ones or what you wanted. 
um, I was one of the first nine people to carry the desk into that company when everyone laughed at it and it blew up something terrible. He was one of the biggest advertisers in Los Angeles for quite some time. And I sold to apartments.com a couple of years back, but he's doing extremely well. 20 different um, restaurant, hotels, bars. Uh, the guy's amazing. And um, I get a lot of my positivity from him and my drive comes from him. And he's constantly recreated himself and just done amazing things. But the one thing about him is he always has a smile on his face. He's always willing to lend a helping hand to any and everyone that has a drive and wants to do something. And I try and keep that positivity around me at all times. And that positivity and drive, like you say, landed you on the real world Boston. What was it yeah. like being in a house with the strangers, you know, doing the job that they set out for you? And I, I understand, obviously, you know, we didn't have the show in England at the time, but understand like your main storyline in it was you got into a relationship with one of the mums of the children that you're working with. Is that right? Yeah, that wasn't one of the main storylines. I don't think, but maybe it was. <laughs> um, uh, basically we were looking, when you're there, you're working for $5 an hour and they're making you work $20 hours a week. So that's a lot of time. And I'm 25 years old and I don't know about you, but I'll be honest at 25, I've, pretty much felt like I could grab any woman I wanted at that time and just have a good time. And I felt like they wanted me as well. And so you're in a situation where half the parents are my age, if not right around my age. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, at that time I walk into a room, if there's 50 single women, I feel like I will appeal to more than half of them. And, um, you know, so be it, whether it's a friendship or, or something more or something less, whatever it may be. That was just my mentality at that time. And you said you were working 20 hour days on the real world. So what was it like? Did you get days off with the cameras in your face the whole Not time? 20 hours, 20, hours a week, 20 hours a week. 20 hours a week. So we, yeah, five a days lot of time to talk up. to mums. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta figure they don't give us a car. So we have to ride the subway. That's an hour there, hour back. It's cold as I don't know what. It was a lot, but you know, um, the funny thing about it is that we're still friends to this day. So it's not like it was something that just fabricated or fly by night. Huh. And I'm not that kind of person anyway. It's never happened. You know, I, I keep friendships. And if you've been an avid part of life, chances are, you know, there's not bad blood there and we still do speak. And what was your experience like on the real world? Because um, as a concept, as a show, it was like the first kind of really big reality show where you're just watching people live their lives. It was amazing, man. It was um, it was it was different at first, but when you realize you're with seven different personalities and people have perspectives just on life, I think you kind of uh, relish in the fact that you want to get your story told too. You know, um, when you hear responses about various things that are so opposite of what you believe or feel or like, and what's so you know, you have a chance to actually speak to the world. You know, I had something that I wanted to be heard and um, I definitely had a lot to say and I was making sure I was getting my points out there. Um, some good, some bad, some taken out of context, some not, but gave you a platform to actually express yourself. Um, and it was cool that I was actually one of the last 25 years to go on because I'd been further in life than most. And um, I knew what I would do and wouldn't do. Whereas if I had been 21 on the show or 18, there would have probably been nothing I wouldn't have done. 
I thought about that a lot. You know, so it was one of those. And that's what they wanted. And I think that's what they want more of. And so they dropped the age of the show uh, after me and me and Sean Dunn. He was 25. I was 25. So, yeah. Uh, the, it was, was, it, was it? Oh, fair. Was it, um, no, was it before all that, uh, before or after that, that you ended up in uh, Eminem's Without Me video, which is just another thing I think that you've, uh, another long thing to add to your ridiculously eclectic CV. <laughs> they spoofed the real world in that, didn't they? It was you, Puck and Julie? They gave me a call. Uh, they gave me a call. I thought And uh, they wanted me to be in this music video. Ended up being video year. Um, that year, it was ran all over the place. And it was amazing. Fortunately, I got a chance to be one knocking out him. Uh, he wanted me to bust him into chops. But uh, the funny thing is, is, is that the take took a good 20 takes because it's kind of hard to, to go from this position reading a book to you know, hit someone behind you <laughs> and make it look real. Uh, but, you know, we did it and I didn't hit him. He was thankful for that. Um, he was a cool guy. It was a great shoot. Uh, Julie was a good friend of mine. Buck was a friend of mine, too. And so we had fun on the set that day. It was a good time. It's, it's funny you say it's 20 takes because no lie I, we've written down notes of what we want to talk about and i'll show you up here i've actually put how many takes did it take to do the punch <laughs> what was it what was he like to work with eminem he was cool man but you know for for our segment it wasn't a whole lot of interaction i interacted with him the most because i was the one punching him um but you know he was real cool and mellow and quiet you know i think i think his release is his, is his comedy and it seems to still be true to that because he's still kind of the same, you know, comedic type character rapper, should we say. Um, his wordplay is, is is unmatched. The guy's a true artist. Love that about him. And it was so cool being a part of that. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I still can't believe I actually was in the video and actually did all that. They did spell my name wrong, though. I don't know if you guys noticed that. It's did they spell it spell my name in the video. Uh, yeah, they spelled it C I R U S or something like that. Something weird. Well, Eminem, if you're listening, go back and sort out the credits on that for us because come on, you can't be disrespecting Cyrus like that's ridiculous. Um, also, quite nice. That... <laughs> oh. And it, it sounds like obviously being on the real world opened up a lot of doors for you, gave you a lot of opportunities. And, and four years after the real world, you know, this is a challenge podcast, you, you joined the challenge franchise. Um, well, I'm going to give you a little trivia about that too, because the challenges were actually born on the real, on my real world Boston cast. Maybe you don't okay. remember that. But the road rules was doing island hops, and we end up going to Puerto Rico for our, uh, you know, uh, cast trip, and they had to compete in the rainforest in various competitions. I just so happily blew my shin wide open, down to the bone. Um, and then com competed in three or four events after that and still won, just in case you wanted. That's what started off the challenges right there. <laughs> so, so you really are the pioneer of the challenge. I, I like to think that I am um, I'm a challenge royality is what I like to call it. I'm the royality. I'm the royal first one that was there and we actually won that little joint. And then after that, the challenges started to pop up. So, yeah. I'm glad they didn't make Definitely. the uh, blow out your shin one and then complete four or five physical elimination, uh, physical challenges, an actual staple of the show, though. Because uh, I think there's a lot of the new cast members who would not have been able to do that. 
Yeah, well, it was that was a crazy situation too. Yeah. How did you blow out your shit? They forced me to go to the hospital. They forced me to go to the hospital afterwards. Um, and uh, well, we had to. There was three platforms. One in the middle was where you had to get, and we started on the two on the outside. One team here, one team here, and you had to. It was probably like a twelve foot difference, but your 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 plank was only ten feet long, so you had to have people stand on the end of the plank so you can walk as far as you can, then jump to the middle platform. And to get everyone from one platform to the other platform. Well, we're going, they're moving kind of slow. I'm one of the heavier ones. I'm staying on thing for everyone else. Comes time for me to go. We don't get the thing up quick enough. I see them fall. I just took a step or two back and just leaped. And when I leaped, one foot got to the platform, but it was muddy and I was wearing Chuck Taylors. And that leg slipped and the one that slipped, all you see it just slide, bang, right on the bone of my shin. And you see it sever the muscle. And I look down and blood shooting straight out. I'm like, wow. I run back, jump back on the platform, hand them the plank. They all jump on the edge of the plank, and I jump over and make it to the end. We win that event. But my shin suffered dearly. And, like, I could see my bone. I'm like, wow, whatever. We still got to get it done. I still got to hike back to the car, too, which is, you know, a mile away. So we go through that whole sequence, and I get to the hospital. And um, there's all kind of people. Someone's been shot at the hospital. A couple people have been cut, and they're walking. There's blood everywhere. I'm on the payphone talking to my mom trying to figure out what I should do. And because they told me they, they're going to have to, his exact words, he said he's going to have to cut it off. <laughs> if it touched the bone, it's not expected. <laughs> and I'm freaking out. I don't know if he's doing this for the camera or not. So I call my mom and calls a friend on the phone. That's a paramedic. And we talk about the situation. Long story short, they just had to give me like a little shot. But as I'm on the phone, this guy runs out and he goes, oh, we gave you the wrong shot. I'm like, yeah, right. And I turn around, he gives me a shot in the arm. Boop, and then it turns <laughs> Like, I'm in the hallway. <laughs> Give me a shot. I'm like, what the fuck? He takes off. Now, the guy's dressed in plain clothes. I'm like, yo, production, what the fuck is going on here? What, what is this? <laughs> and they're like, oh, we don't know. We don't know. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now, I got to go back in there and get my shin tended to. I go back in. They put me in the OGYN room, in the female room. I'm in stirrups like this, bro. They got me in stirrups. And I'm like, what is going on? And the doc's talking crap to me. They're just having fun with me. And I'm like, oh, my God. So he operates, not operates, but he just stitches me up. My first time getting stitches, he stitches me back together. And I'm back off to the group. But it was, it was quite the experience for my first stitching uh, and the first challenge. So yeah, that was, uh, that's how the challenge was started. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that injury didn't put you off because you joined uh, the franchise uh, with Extreme Challenge in 2001. Yes, in 2000, actually. and um, 2000 recorded, but I think it went... Did it go out in 2001? Recorded in 2000. Man, it's I cannot remember that. Come on now. <laughs> it was quite some time ago. <laughs> but what you can but, remember um, is you became a champion that season. Yes. I remember the first challenge, too. What they don't show you guys is when they mess up, you guys will never know. But I had to use that bungee twice into a ring of fire. Not once, but twice. <laughs> My first time bungee in Terrified Heights, I did that. <laughs> and did decent at it. Did they brilliant. mess up the camera work or something and you had to redo it? No, the, the game. I think they thought it would be more exciting than it was. But we were to jump. I think we had to jump. There was a ring of fire and water. And there were a bunch of balls in the middle. And as we went down, we were supposed to hit the water and grab balls. And whatever you mm. grab, you get and you're scored on that. I don't think we grabbed anything the first time. They're like, okay, enough of that. We're not doing this. He goes, okay, now you got to have the balls in your arms. 
and go down. Whatever you come up with is what your score is going to be. But you're trying to figure out how to hold on to these balls and where to put them. And I was the first one to go. So, uh, you know, had to go do my thing. And, and, and that was the first event. And rest in peace to Michelle. She was the one, she passed the car accident a few years afterwards and passed. But I always like to pay my respects to her. So just go back a bit. How did you, after you created the challenge, should we say? I think we can give you that title. Did you have to go through a casting process at all? Or did they just go, no, this is our, this is our starter and just gave you the call? Or did you have to go through another like real world S casting thing? We were on the show. You mean the, the, the extreme challenge? Oh, yeah. yeah. To get on I got to a, extreme challenge. Sorry. Phone call for that. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because I was at my heaviest. I had just gotten off a tour six months, um, a bar nightclub tour where I did three parties a day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And there was a lot of alcohol involved and a lot of parties and a lot of not good eating. I raged so hard. <laughs> I was living in Miami. I was tri-coastal at the time. I had a place in LA, Austin, Texas, in Miami. And I got the phone call and I was just like, what? You want me to go do a competition? And I looked at myself, I was like, this is going to be rough. <laughs> Let's go. It gave me like two weeks to, to get ready. And I got ready and went off. And um, ended up winning that one. It was yeah. fun. It was a good time. I was going to say, you said you were in a, not the greatest shape, but it didn't stop you winning. Um, I, I kind of, what was the, because that, well, that was a real world versus road rules challenge, wasn't it? What was the rivalry like between your teams? The rivalry was amazing. I mean, um, they had two uh, stadiums on their team, one in Letarian um, and one in James. Uh, James is a D1 athlete, played rugby. Letarian is a hell of an athlete then and trainer now. Uh, and then they had Christian, the tiny guy, too. So all three of their men, they had the gamut pretty much covered. The ogre type, you know, the fitness type, and then the tiny, flexible leprechaun type. <laughs> I bet he loves they, that nickname. <laughs> hey, he kicked our butt in a couple of events. And it was just, uh, we had me, Dan uh, from Miami, and uh, and Jamie. And, you know, we, we had to go do our thing, and, and, and it was rough because, you know, the real world's not always known for, or at that time we weren't known for being the most athletic, the most competitive. That was more of a road rules kind of thing. That's what they did. They, they, they roughed it and lived in an RV and did these extreme sports. We chilled in the mansion, partied and drank every <laughs> Do you feel like- show I'd rather be on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like as like a real world team, you had something to prove to the road, road rules team as far as kind of your ability oh, to win these competitions? Um, I think they were kind of, you know, expected to win and supposed to win, but we had all the personality you could ever need. And, and you know, we, we bonded together as a team. We were a true team, you know, with Julie and uh, Rebecca, you know, Camila. Like, we were a team. We actually had to be – we couldn't be each finger. We had to be the whole fist in order to win, and we did that. And it was, it was a beautiful thing. It was fun. Um, got to see the world to various countries and – we Rollerball, the movie. We got to do the yeah. challenge on set with LL Cool J and Chris Klein. That was awesome. It was, I mean, it's one of those things. The experience was unmatched, man. That first challenge I did was pretty unbelievable. <laughs> and then your second challenge was, um, you weren't on Battle of the Seasons where you returned for Battle of the Sexes. Battle of the Sexes in Jamaica. Yeah. and Phenomenal one. And Anissa was on that and she's still playing the game. What do you think of that? 16 and a half years on. She's still playing. That's amazing. That's my girl. Mm -hmm. you know? 
if they called me every season, I'd be on every season as well. And I'd be, I'd be winning something. I guarantee you that. That wouldn't have been the only one I won. I made it to the end. I've been on five. I made it to the end twice um, and halfway into the other ones. You know, so I can't really complain. I, of course, I won one. But for me personally, I think um, if I gotten more calls, I'd have more money in my account. Cha-ching! Right now. And of course, <laughs> they couldn't call me. <laughs> and and Sorry, uh, you did go, um, your next challenge, you got to the final and your final team, listen to this, this is a stacked team. So you've got, we're going to call you the godfather of the challenge, Cyrus. you got the oh, godfather of the right. challenge. The godfather's gone, that's Mark. Mark's the yeah. godfather. <laughs> yes, that's I'll true. Be royale. I'm the royale. <laughs> so we go. got the royale of the challenge, Cyrus. We've got the Miz. Yeah. We've got, we'll call him the daddy of the challenge now, CT. And yeah. then I think... You know, the take no prisoners mummy of the challenge, Coral. <laughs> that yes. was your final team. That is the challenge elite, in my opinion. And how are we losing a crossword puzzle? <laughs> you have the Miz on your team, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> their, their so-called worst competitor beat us on a crossword puzzle. And um, serves them right. They tried to get rid of Katie, the homegirl, like so many times for so many reasons. And Lord behold, she's the reason they won. And and what do you think of what the Miz has done since? Like he's huge. Let's be honest. He, he killed it, man. You know, he he came up with this uh, Miz persona, played it to the fullest, and I think that he uh, he couldn't have played it any better. Better. He's he's a cool dude. Uh, I've always liked him as a guy. We've always been friends. Been to his house. Um, had a beautiful wife, beautiful life, beautiful family. He's a cool dude, man. I, you know, hats tip my hat to him. You know, if I could have been a wrestler, maybe I would have done that too, but not my thing. No. <laughs> I'll stick to shooting the round ball. <laughs> but do you think you could take him in the ring? I would not fight him. <laughs> you know, I would not fight him. If that's what he wanted to do, let's do it. I, I, I don't want to wrestle him. <laughs> want to fight him. But, you know, if, it's, if that's what it calls for, then that's what we got to do. I'm a competitor. I just want to compete, whatever it is, especially something physical. I, I enjoy thinking my way through games as well, but I'm not a huge, you know, uh, crossword puzzle trivia guy. I'm decent. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, if it's something physical, I'm, I'm about it. I love it. Um, I'm not all into bungee jumping and all that crap. I just like sports. Well, we can go play some football, go play some basketball, play some baseball, soccer, even. whatever it is. Let's do it. Boxing. I'm fine with that. Wrestling's a little different, but I'd, I'd box. I wouldn't box Darrell. No, no. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, Brad's I mean, face I is a warning to everyone. I him teaching me. I'm not going to box him thinking I have a chance of winning. <laughs> you know, I'm smarter than that. <laughs> You're not Brad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just a drunken, uh, a drunken Brad. <laughs> I watched that recently on um, CBS All Access, and... Yeah. I'm pretty sure that actually that that horrendous cut above his eye came from him smashing his head on the bed. Are you kidding me? That came from a right cross. <laughs> he immediately bounced off his forehead. <laughs> that Many times. I yeah. think uh... from a person that, you know, that's he punches you for a living. So hmm. what are you going to do? I, I don't know why people do this. People pick fights with MMA people and boxers. What is wrong with you? You're going down. Every now and again, you might win one out of 100, maybe two, if the person is drunk or enamored. But if not, you're done. It's a wrap. 
even you even a drunken boxer or a drunken MMA fighter is very very likely going to take me out in that scenario. <laughs> I I agree, but people get like that. I just don't understand. But when you say, I like, um, I like say my face the way it is. Yeah, <laughs> as you as you should. You look great. But uh, <laughs> you you've said uh, boxers and MMA fighters. What about BMX riders? Because you had a little bit of a entertaining scene with TJ, didn't you, on uh, Gauntlet Two? <laughs> I'm trying to make this something out of nothing, but okay. <laughs> I um, think, Cyrus, was- before you tell us about it, can we yeah. just play this to you? Yeah, go ahead. Uh oh. <laughs> Here we go. You ready? Yeah, I'll go in there. That left arm was out. He pushed the rope out. But yelling at me. <laughs> what? You heard me? No, you don't want to do that with me, man. Plus, yeah, I'm a grown ass man. Who is it? You call him. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Stop. Step the away. I ain't gonna hit nobody first. I know, but come on. Act professional here. This is a freaking game. Don't bluff me. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Dude, you seem like such a chill guy. I can't believe that that went down. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, Timmy saved my life. Thank you, Timmy. Did you jump in because you think Cyrus was gonna, like, kill TJ? I genuinely thought they were gonna fight, for sure. Two hot heads, and I think it goes to show how heated the gauntlet really was. Cyrus is huge. Yeah, Cyrus is big. You know, I just figured I had a little speed advantage and since he ain't here, I probably would have won. He had a strategy <laughs> going. <laughs> that was his first season, Cyrus. Here's <laughs> what it is. Um, I'm a basketball player. And when you play basketball, the ref has to move around and he's going to stings. Granted, they get things wrong too. He got that wrong. I still felt like his arm went out first. TJ didn't see it that way, didn't move. Um, I'm a passionate person. Uh, we probably would have never fought. I will never, ever swing first. Um, I want an excuse for if I have to smash you. Um, and that excuse would be if you hit me first, I'll do whatever whatever from that point. That's the way I was raised. Uh, never swing first. If they have to swing first, after that, whatever happens, happens. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's just the heat of the battle. Things happen. Do I regret it? No, I don't regret anything in life. Um, it's a learning process and learning situation. Me and TJ are cool. We've always been cool. Um, we've spoken a lot since then. Um, not a whole lot. I don't speak to him every week. Every few months we speak over Twitter or you know over Instagram or something like that. But um, yeah, there was no bad blood there. He the battle. I think he understands as an athlete. He's gone down the same path many times as a lot of us do. Um, I'm not proud of that moment. I'm, you know, I don't think I'm tougher than him. It is what it is. It was a situation. I was frustrated. I had to get it out of me. You know, move forward. That happens when you're passionate about anything. Oh, yeah. Can hey, I ask? Every guy has a moment where, like, post-sport, they've shouted mm-hmm. at a mate, and then two minutes later, you're hugging. And then in the reunion show, you have this, like, very, very entertaining dynamic where it's like, I've probably got my speed on it. It'd be fine. You can <laughs> tell it's, like, all blown over and just actually a very, very good um, thing we should have showed scene. Yeah. Yeah. You know like I said, man, you're, I wouldn't say we grew up on TV, but all the time I spent on television was definitely a growing process too. Uh, as a man, um, uh, your emotions change. Like my whole thing is too, like, I, you know, I don't, I don't agree with crying on television. I, I think it's kind of one, you know, for a guy, I don't agree with it. It's just one of those things. Like, I think you should be able to hold on to your emotions and deal with them at bay, at least. Those are my initial feelings. I know it could happen and things happen, but you know, uh, 
just kind of the way I was raised. I cry all the time, not on camera. So, you know, <laughs> it's very therapeutic to get things out like that and not hold things in, but it's like one of those things. I'm not going to be that guy on TV just bawling for no damn reason. You know, realistically, my life is amazing, phenomenal. Couldn't be any better. I mean, <laughs> if I lose a game, I lose a game. Guess what? I'm living to compete again. And that's what it's about. <laughs> now, no, so you said, you said okay. that TJ thought that your arm was out first. Does TJ have the final say in those eliminations or do they have the producers there? And Oh, no, no one knows. That's part of the <laughs> no. um, Like I said, we see things happen um, and we see mess ups happen that you guys never see. And there's no do-overs technically. <laughs> Except your bungee jump. <laughs> that's phenomenal TV. And that's what they want. They want me to get upset. They want you to get mad and show some emotion because that, you know, that's going to sell things. You know, at the same point in time, you got to be strong enough and smart enough to give what you need to give and hold on to what you need to hold on to. You know? And sp- speaking of emotion, so your next season was Gauntlet 2, yes. which was a seven season break. And there were a lot of emotions there. Um Sorry, after Gauntlet 2, you didn't come back until The Ruins. So you did Gauntlet 2. Seven seasons later was The Ruins. And that was quite an emotional house. Uh, I'm actually re-watching that at the moment. I'm on about episode four. And you had Wes, who had come in with Kellyanne in a relationship. His ex-fiance, Johanna, was in there, who had a couple of seasons before slept with Kenny on the island. And Kenny had his boys, Evan and Johnny, in there. What were you thinking? <laughs> Just sat there popcorn like, again, let yeah. the show begin. <laughs> what are these kids going to learn? Like, for me, it's always been my thing. Never mess with anyone from the show. Doesn't make sense. There's a million people out there. So my mind was more of a business mind. I always thought to myself. Now, some of us made a, made a living off of our personalities. And so I always thought to myself, this could affect my money one day. If I'm seeing someone we break up or we have bad blood. They put that out there. I get a call from Toyota. They want to work with me. And then she gets a call too when they ask, you know, who do you not want to work with? And if it's Cyrus, that's a problem. Now you dig it in my pockets. There's too many women out there, too many situations out there that I'm not going to have affect my pockets. And that's not going to be one. And so I've always looked the other direction. And it's cool. We could be friends. I'm like a Papa Bird. You need help. We're at a gig together. You know, I told him yesterday, there's not like a situation where I have 10 girls around me where I feel threatened, but the girls on the other hand have 10, six, five men around them. It can be kind of a touchy situation at times. And um, I look out for them and always have. And so I kept my relationship just like that with all the different cast members. I was known as a person that looked out for, not only was I booking them at random events throughout the world, but I was also trying to to nurture and take care of people as much as possible, Uh, give advice and try and get them set in a position where they can make some money off their images too. And it did seem in that in that season that you were that almost father figure there. You had, you know, the kids, the Wes, the Kennys, the Johnnies, the Evans, who they're having their little bicker. You, you're there for the game. You're there to make money, to compete. And Wes was quite keen on throwing a few challenges that season, wasn't he? But I think that's kind of, that, that's kind of, it had to have that element too. What he was doing was, was the element needed to keep it entertaining, to make it fresh and, and to do all that things too. It's just not my style. My style has always been, I just want to compete. I don't want to have enemies. If it happens, it happens. But I'm not the controversial type person like that. That's not Cyrus. 
Cyrus is just a real dude that enjoys real people and wants to have real fun. If I can look out for this person, this person, this person, then that's what I'll do. And that's just it. Never any alliances, never done all that crap. I'm just a competitor that likes to compete. And, um, you know, if it's a team event, I love the dynamics of being a team, figuring out what your role is, playing that role to the fullest, to the best of your ability, and, and coming together to win. And other people have different tactics. Some people like to politicize the game and, and play those things. Some people like to make people angry. Some people like to just try and steer the pot and throw in people they want to throw in to get rid of them. And unfortunately, I was a pawn on that season. They put How me in. How much fun was the challenge? Because it so looks so much fun. How much fun was the challenge? It looks so it much fun. fun. But it's, it's a lot of fun, but my mentality wasn't like that. You know, I party for a living, so I wasn't going to party at the challenge. I was going to compete at the challenge. And plus, when you're one of the older people, they look for any excuse to throw you in. And that's what they did to me. They, they came up with the elaborate plan at throwing older guy, whom still competed at a high level and did. I wasn't the best at anything, but I'm not the worst at anything either. So it's like, I'm right there. Like, I never have a problem swimming and doing all that stuff. And I'll do any heights. I would love it, but I do all that stuff. So, you know, they always want to come up with, like, on the uh, Infernal 2. Infernal 2? On the Inferno. I, they called me the, the old guy and, and whatnot. And I ended up beating the entire team in the upside down, shimmy across. I lost to Shane. Yeah, I got on the other team, but I beat my entire team. And it's like, how, how are you going to throw me to the wolves? And I end up having to dress up in a chicken suit and have millworms in my mouth to win that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they, they try to get rid of me the same kind of way. It's just one of those things. It just kind of sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't blame them. Across your... I, um, I, okay, I take I, pleasure I, in, in beating the Young Bucks. I take a lot of pleasure. <laughs> show, show them his, who showed them is the daddy. <laughs> He's the Royale. Royale, sorry. <laughs> uh, across your four challenges, like, obviously, the day-to-day dailies. Five. Sorry, I... That's very rude of me. Across the uh, across all the dailies, they look like the things that, as fans, we would most like to take part in. What's your? Have you got a favorite that stands out from your challenge career of the dailies? Not really. It's just for me, the whole experience is amazing, man. Like, um, I'm still waiting for them to call me back for another challenge. Now, I just want to go on challenge, any challenge, whatever challenge you guys got. Consider me if you're out there listening and watching. Consider me for whatever challenge. I'm ready to go, and that's why I'm out there doing that five miles a day, at least five miles a day. But um, there's nothing, I mean, there's some terrifying things that happen out there, man. Uh, the reverse human catapult was another level. Um, that was the one I ended up winning on. Uh, that was crazy. I got into it with James. That always stands out. When he shot me in the head with a paintball gun at point blank range. That was over. That was over in England, too, by the way. You guys might have something to do with that. You guys set me up. <laughs> Uh, James is now barred from England because he did that, mate. Me and uh, Alex had words. It <laughs> <laughs> blew not on my head for I don't know how long. It's crazy. But um, that was a crazy hit because I remember coming out and seeing this medieval-looking contraption, and they it was like a like a seesaw kind of, but more like a slingshot. And at the end, they had a wire that you're supposed to hold on to as a person, and they said pull, and it was a huge like 40-yard net over there, and it would swing you this way and throw you in the air to this thing. Are you kidding me right now? We pulled up. There's a lady with a broken leg, um, <laughs> both arms broke, like a back cast like this. And you're like, and Rhoda was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I was like, uh, no, I'm not <laughs> doing it. 
You're not putting the same capacity you put that little hundred pound girl in. You're gonna throw. That's not gonna happen. And so, like, it's, it's things like that to take place that you guys just will never see. So that event, they can that event and change it to the paintball event because I think it was dangerous, man. Some of this stuff is actually dangerous. So, you know. Um, who is so? You sound like you've actually had. I, I love the whole Papa Bear dynamic you said that you've got with everyone you work with. Uh, who are you mainly still in contact with? Do you still chat to many of the challenge folk? Of course, uh, Beth from Riverworld has always been a good friend of mine. I still talk to Eric Knees, uh, Mark Long, um, Derek. I speak to him a lot. Me and Corey party quite a bit together. Um, nice. he's you know, one of the new bucks. Um, like Nehemiah, uh, Tyree calls me every now and again. Um, uh, Julie's still a friend of mine. You know, I mean, I have a bunch of friends, so you know, years of touring CT, but like years of touring and and doing, you know, I've I've done every state at least 50 times, um, 27 countries later, I've done everything that you can imagine when it comes to touring and all that stuff. So, you know, uh, you definitely create bonds when you're in all these these different situations with people. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just the type to always stay in touch and always reach out. And you mentioned Mark Long, the Godfather. Has the Godfather yeah. spoken to the Royale about this OG series that's getting off the ground? I mean, he put me on a thing, but you know, man, do you know how much stuff like that is thrown at us? Like I get calls monthly from random productions and people and this and that and the other. Most of that stuff is crap and doesn't happen, but it is what it is. If it happened, that'd be great, you know, but I, everything with a grain of salt, you know, you got to just keep moving and doing your thing and time comes or the opportunity's there, you try and take advantage of it. Um, so, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If they asked you back for the challenge 37 next season, is it a hundred percent? Yes. You're jumping on the plane, ready to go. Let's go. I'll leave tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> ready to go. I'm ready to go. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's like having played ball on all levels and, and being paid to play and so forth. You only have so many times in your life where you're critiqued on a humongous scale like that. And you're able to, you know, if you can figure something out and, and get your mind to work with your body to the point where you can actually compete and win something, that's amazing. With the spotlight on you, that's an amazing feeling. You know, the challenge is the only tense I'm going to have, I'm not going to go back and try and play NBA or go try and play one of these other crazy sports. It's the challenge. You know, if I can get on that challenge, you know, I'm going to get to show what I can do and, and kind of the last hurrah, if you will. I don't have any grades yet. By myself on the, you know, uh, we can confirm on the zoom. He has no gray hairs. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't diet. You know, I'm not that guy. I'm all natural. I'm the Royale natural. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I think you've got a beard cream uh, product line out there, mate. I think that should be the next thing you launch. <laughs> I got the things I've been working on, of course. I have my exfoliating scrub. As you can see, the hair is extremely smooth. I keep it lickable. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'd buy a Cyrus beard cream, 100%. I'd grow a beard and then buy the Cyrus beard cream. <laughs> Not cream, guys. It's the exfoliating glove that goes with it. Um, I don't get all the crazy ingrown bumps and all that stuff i do all that so from here to here i'll take care of you uh, <laughs> working on <laughs> that's interesting so you go what well, how, how do you think about what the challenge has become now because it's gone from like i think 
between your seasons, the ruins started to look a bit more competitive, and then now it does just seem it's on another level. Uh, do you feel it I'll like should have? It should have. It, 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 it's great. It's fine. It should have stayed closer to a real world road rules kind of thing. I don't. I'm not hating, but I'm not. You know, America's got talent. Come on. I know. <laughs> well, George and I have discussed how strange we thought that casting was. They at least should have had like a like a made it seem. Yeah. You know, maybe that would have worked out better. But you know, <laughs> that's kind of weird to me. Um, I don't hate on the other shows, but I always want Real World or Road Rules to win. Period, point blank, hands down. Um, they're infiltrating the show, changing it slightly because of the different types of personalities. Because you cast each show differently. Um, when you're cast for America's Got Talent, you're cast for a whole different reason. When you're cast for Big Brother, you're cast for a different reason. So you have a different personality mixing in with the real world people. And now you got them trying to elbow us out in a lot of ways, which I'm not down with that. You know, as long as a, a real world or a road ruler wins every season, I'm happy. Or at least competes to the point where, you know, we're forced to be reckoned with. So I'm guessing then for you this season, it's you want CT or Darrell, Wes, oh. Nanny, Anissa. That's who oh. you're pulling for this season. Always. What Even do you think I'm about... Oh, sorry. Repeat, repeat that. Sorry, so we're doing it on Zoom, so every so often it cuts out. Even if I didn't like any of those people, I would still root for them just because they're from the same brand. They represent what the show came from, essentially. Yes, and I think um, being a unscripted reality show, a real reality show, not something that's loosely scripted and changing all that being a reality show where you did what you wanted to do and they captured that. No, leave the room and come back in. We didn't get the right angle. Um, no, this is a one shot, one time. Production takes pride in getting that shot, money shot. And we take pride in being a part of something that was not fabricated. And what do you think about like the production quality that they have on it now? Because George and I say on the podcast a lot, it's, it's like watching a movie, some of the... Uh some of the uh, cinematography that they have? I like it. I think it's, I think it's you know, current. You know, if you can keep current and, and give people what they like to see, and, and right now, people are stuck in house. And if you're in the house, you might as well give them something that's movie-like, you know, that's, that's fun, like the explosion, the fire, so forth. I think it's awesome. No Except for the eye. Except for the irony of having them all trapped in a bunker when we're um, all trapped in our houses as well. I'm not sure if they quite planned for that one. That was a little too close to home. Um, how, how do you think, if it's okay, say, you, say you're on double agents this season, where are you predicting you going? Are you just going all out, you, you'd win? Or do you think strong finishing? Um, how far do you reckon you get? I'll say this first. Some people want to win, right? I expect to win in everything that I do. There's not one thing that I do that I don't expect. Oh, I'm going to go in and I'm just going to beat half the game. No, <laughs> I'm expecting If I don't win, I don't win, but I expect to win. I expect to give it my all mentally, physically, emotionally, and help who I can, but I expect to win everything that I do. And do you so, still watch every not, season? Not, I don't, yeah, I watch every season, but I don't, I'm not saying, you know, like, like a lot of people are giving Fessy. Uh, backlash for not jumping in there. They call, part of my French, they call Fessy a pussy. I'm like, you guys are idiots. That man will rip your head off. What are you doing? 
Like all these people sit at home on the couch and talk smack. That is that is a man you don't want to see in a dark alley. You don't have an issue with him. I don't care who you are, what you're good at, what he's not good at. Give him his worst competition. You still don't want to see him. I don't get it. Um, people are very, people are very, very brave behind their computer screens. Where if you put them in the real thing, I think they probably sing quite a different song. <laughs> you know, all these tw- Twitter bangers or whatever you want to call them. It's comedy, but it's like, dude, that's not a man you want to mess with. <laughs> sorry. And can I, sorry, so obviously... I'll say this. Wait, real quick. On the level of badness, I'm just going to go out and tell you this. One of the baddest motherfuckers I've ever dealt with, and I've dealt with some of the biggest, baddest athletes in the world. CT is somebody you don't want to mess with. I think... Um, I think... I think Adam would probably confirm that as well. I mean, probably, but like, <laughs> that's my, that's my dog. And I just don't ever want him to be mad at me. We cool and all. That's a bad man. That is a bad man. And can I ask, obviously George and I might be slightly biased with all the Brits that have come in over the last few seasons. Which Brit have you been most impressed with? <laughs> I mean, Okay, I guess I got my boy, the basketball player. I forget what's his name. The tall guy, the the globe. What's his name? The brother, the tall black guy. Theo, 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 Theo the runner, the runner. That dude was a monster. Um, I don't dislike anyone else, but it's still kind of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not all about all of them. I'll leave it at that. So he was. Uh, he dislike was the representing team gb at the olympics so he's like a full-on yeah. athlete that dude's the business oh for sure i don't i don't agree with all these tactics but he's he's the business and um it's kind of yeah shame he can't come back because of the eye so you what? know what happened with his eye don't you something he got shot with was, was that with like one of the the, the party champagne cork oh champagne cork really yeah, so I think he was out in Ibiza or something. Some girl opened a champagne bottle. It went underneath his glasses and literally, like, he ne- they nearly ha- they said to him, we thought we were going to have to remove your eyeball. So he's lost That's vision tough. in one eye. He'll come back on the challenge, I bet, still. Yeah, I think from what he was saying, he got asked the following challenge, and he said yes, but then they couldn't get the insurance. Ah. Uh. Got it. Yeah, things are changing, that's for sure. There's <laughs> competitor, man. There's competitor. And, you know? and speaking of changing, there's there's a huge change over the last few seasons in the prize money. Oh, yeah. I want that Millie. <laughs> oh, Millie <you're... laughs> that's pretty insane, man. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, even more of a reason to want to go on. Can I just I say, think, uh, if, if anyone is listening that works on the challenge, bring Cyrus back next season. Bring me back. Your boy wants to come. I'm ready to go. I ain't got the guns like that. They all right. They all right. But I got it up here and I got it definitely right here. I don't need to go see the wizard for that heart. I'm ready to go. Actually, a format next season of old guard versus big brother and survivor versus some of the newer ones would actually be a very, very entertaining format. I think people would love. I could see you on that doing really, really well, actually. I mean, you know. Whatever they want to do, I'll, I'll do decent at whatever it is I do. Uh, but you know how it goes. And, I'm and down with any never. Who is it that really impressed you at the moment that you think might win it this season? 
Um, I'm not sure, man. I'm always pulling for my end Durrell, though. I don't put anything past that guy. I think he's uh, I think he's a beast, and I think he does his thing. Um, outside of that, I think we haven't seen enough yet to say who the powerhouses are going to be. You know, I wanted to think um, the blonde chick, the, is it JoJo? Lolo, uh, Lolo Jones, yeah. I thought she was going to be all that, but I'm not sure if she's competing up to what I thought her level was going to be just yet. So yeah, I think I think it's too, it's a, what second weekend, you know. Give it a little bit of time, guys. Don't don't judge them too soon. I think by by about the fifth week we'll know what's up. But I think Fessy's definitely got a good chance of uh, winning something. He possesses yeah. like that that size, strength, and speed and endurance as well. So I think that has a lot to say for what's going to take place. I think Corey always pulling for him too, though. Corey's looking good out there, looking real good. Corey does seem like he's almost. Probably due a win to be fair like he's got progressively better throughout his seasons he's getting a smarter bit of gameplay and there's developed like a really really lovely guy on the cast it'd be really i think he's someone quite a lot of people would like to see win yeah i think people would like to see him win you know he's doing his thing he's on numerous shows so i think some people look at it kind of like that but he's definitely you know in it to win you know he's a trainer by 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 career so how could he go wrong? You know, how could he go wrong? But uh, sorry if this isn't about Corey. This is about you. Uh, tell us, what are you up to these days? <laughs> Same old, man. I got my clothing line. You know, uh, I told myself I'd teach myself something during the pandemic. And I'd never designed on a computer or made a website or anything like that. And I came up with the concept and started moving forward. It's called Black Designer Clothing. Clearly, I'm black. Clearly, I'm a designer. <laughs> And you wear clothing. It's perfect. It's a no-brainer. Um, I like to, you know, keep my creativity going and flowing. You know, I had a jewelry store for five and a half years, or about five years, and I was able to design jewelry and accessories, fashion, and art. And so I uh, stopped that a few years back. And so now I'm kind of getting back into designing more things and kind of enjoying just designing on a computer and able to offer my stuff and my vision to the world. Um, you know, just kind of putting it out there. Uh, you guys, you guys are going to kill me. My battery's getting low on my Zoom. No, no worries. Well, what we would if, like it goes dead, I can, if it goes dead, I'll come back on them. So, <laughs> legend, Cyrus. Legend. What we do want you to do, just in case it does go dead, can you tell everyone the website where they can buy your clothing? Yeah, check out my clothing, man. It's uh, blackdesignerclothing.com. Pretty simple, pretty easy. Blackdesignerclothing.com. You can follow me at uh, Cyrus MTV on all the social media handles, S-Y-R-U-S-M-T-V. Go check out Black Designer Clothing. Um, I do a lot of uh, customized and personal things as well from what you'll see. So if you've got a vision, I can kind of make that come true one way or another. Um, everything is quality merchandise. I don't deal with any cheap kind of giveaway kind of thing. Everything that's on my site is going to be nice and quality. And um, yeah, something that you can wear any and everywhere. I got something for everybody too. So check me out. A lot of people are like, oh, it's just Black driven. No, it's not. If you know me, my life is not living directly in the black lane. Um, I'm known as someone that, that crosses all social lines like I always have. Um, you know, I'm engaged. Uh, my woman's white. She's an amazing lady. Oh, congratulations, um, mate. Didn't know. Tough. Congratulations. You don't know, but thank you. Um, actually visiting her family right now and uh, off doing that. And, and things are good, man. Just check out the clothing line. Check out the website, Black Designer Clothing, like I said. Um, I got a bunch of stuff on there. If you guys ever want me back, let me know. Reach out to me. Um, I have access to a lot of the other people too. Uh, just let me know what you need, and I'm there. 
Shout out to Black Flies Eyewear for keeping my, my, my lenses tight and covering up the bags. You know, the paper and plastic. Keep those there covers. are no bags, Cyrus. You are not a day. <laughs> bags are kicking a day. <laughs> All night, dog. <laughs> and can I just say, Cyrus, thank you so much because literally I shot my shot on Instagram and you've given us, you know, over an hour of just fantastic stories and we're so grateful we are we're so thankful for that so thank you so much because i didn't expect you to give us this much so thank you yeah thank you guys for having me on brother anytime i admit anytime you want me on or to come on as a co-host or critique something you guys want man hit me up i like perfect we'll definitely do that Cheers, Cyrus. So if you want to follow Cyrus on Twitter and Instagram, it's CyrusMTV. That's S-Y-R-U-S-M-T-V. Not spelt with a C, M&M. It's spelt with an F. <laughs> um, Cyrus, we really hope to see you again soon. And thank you so much for joining us um, on the Challenge Redditors yep, React. Thank you. Great to meet Appreciate you, mate. It, thank All you right. so much. All right. Now. Thank you. What a nice guy. Uh, mate, generally, that He's now shot up my favourite challenger ranks. He was lovely. And uh, you're completely right. The, how much he remembers and how many awesome stories we never get to see as viewers is was really, really cool to hear. And, you know, I hope, George, that that was my Christmas present to you. I hope it was a good surprise. It was an excellent. I, I was Cyrusly uh, pleased by that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you did you did you really do that pun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was hard i'm also quite ashamed uh, of myself <laughs> <laughs> but no what a really really lovely guy and as he said go follow him twitter instagram at cyrus mtv s-y-r-u-s mtv go and check out his clothing store um yeah and uh what a spam, great guy. spam mtv to get him on the next season oh 100 hashtag you guys we want cyrus yeah and you guys couldn't see he is in phenomenal shape like we're just saying that his first challenge was what 1996 or so um 2001 his first sorry challenge. 2001 it started 20 years ago yeah and he, he looks he's smashing out daily runs he looks like he could take out at least 90 percent of the competitors on on today's um yeah and also really really good bloke really, thank you cyrus really really good bloke and from from challenge past to challenge future we are recording this before the episode goes out for the first time. So let's have a listen to the preview clip for this week's episode and let's try and pick apart what we can work out. Today's mission is called Roadkill. I'm ready to somebody up. You need some edit. You hurt my friend. What are you talking about? Why are you screaming over me? Because you're so stupid. I will lay you the f*** out, you bitch. Josh is on one again. Also, that was very Christmas Carol of you, by the way, from Ghost <laughs> of Challenge Past to Ghost of <laughs> to Challenge Future. Um, yeah, looks like we're getting the season tradition of a bit of a meltdown coming in now. And once again, why is he targeting CD, who, who CT, who Cyrus has just said to us, don't cross him? <laughs> CT is like, as you say, like Cyrus said, the hardest man on the challenge. And this isn't the first time. This is CT Josh 2. And Josh didn't win the first one. No. And so why why uh, again, Josh? Why again? Like maybe work your way up next time. Start <laughs> low, come high. Like there's, there's Mecky, Leo. I know Leo said he could flip you, but why don't you see? Um <laughs> I think you know it, it's not a challenge season without Josh. 
getting into a meltdown argument with someone. And it'll be interesting to see what that argument's about. I think maybe something to do with game. Maybe it could be because of the partner switch. I was literally about to ask you, what do you think has set him off this time? Um, Because I think last time it was when Josh tried to butt into a conversation CT was having, wasn't it? Because it was like, these are are my friends too, was the argument. They're not your friends. You've just met them. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of Boston twang creeping in on you there, buddy. (laughs) Um, But this one, I I, I, I don't know what it is. I think it might be a almost a lack of respect thing. Maybe CT's having a word about the Big Brother Alliance and, sorry, or Josh is doing that and then it just blows out of proportion. Um, or it could be about actual performance in the dailies. Maybe CT wins and send, no, he wouldn't have sent him in that early. Maybe CT tries to get the thing split round on Josh. Because remember, Josh is now with Nanny. He's not with Cam anymore, is he? So I don't know if there's been a bit of power switch that has put, well, Definite power switch because Josh would have been at the top of that alliance with Cam. He's probably now significantly lower. So I, I don't know. I think that's the thing with Josh is the game gets to him. Every season the game gets to him. And the game that we have this week from our preview clip is the one that you and me have been most excited about from that original trailer. Uh, was it Roadkill, TJ called it? I think it was Roadkill. Well, the Challenge Socials have been very kind to us. We have a clip from the Roadkill mission. Let's have a listen. We have CT and Big T versus Bessie and Anissa. Let's go! Let's go! It's the It's big boy time! This is literally a clash of the titans. This is going to be the craziest wrestling match ever. <laughs> big T's never been in a fight. How do you even wrestle or fight someone? Is it like that? I don't even know. We're not fencing up there, Big T. I don't want to hurt her, but I still want to win. That's a cool looking challenge. So what, what we've seen in that preview clip, you've got um, the challengers fighting on top of a moving lorry, which looks to have three zones you've got two net mesh zones and and the main lorry zone we don't know what it's all about but it's it's definitely physical mm-hmm. and i'm really looking forward to it. i'm looking forward to this episode so the truck's moving in this but you could quite easily have like why they're wired on aren't they or are they, are they wired on above themselves or to the side of the actual truck the the mesh the net yeah they look like they're wired on next to, so to the size of the truck. So maybe it's something like there's a time limit and you need to be the last one on the truck. Something like that. And you get that, points because I noticed there was colors as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping it just evolves into someone getting thrown off a truck. Uh, <laughs> that's what, Come on, guys, give the challenge fans what they want. <laughs> George, George, <laughs> you, are, you are a cruel man. You it's are been a weird... It's, it's been a weird year. <laughs> it, it has. It's been a very weird year. Um, but we will be back next week with one more uh, Challenge Redditors React podcast for 2020. We'll be reacting to not this episode, but we'll be reacting to next episode, episode four. We, we have to say again, I know we keep saying it. We have to give a huge thank you to Cyrus, Challenge OG, Challenge Vet, Challenge, Challenge Champ, for coming and joining us on the podcast challenge royale now as well isn't it <laughs> challenge royale yes um and obviously george i've got to thank you i hope you have a really really lovely christmas 
same to you buddy thank you yeah a bit highlight of my not many highlights to fight against but this has been one of my highlights of my year starting this with you buddy so thank you for getting that started thank you very much george and you know for those listeners that don't know george and i both live in the uk we've never met we do this all over zoom which is why you might have heard a bit of us talking over each other and interrupting during our chat with Cyrus. It's a Zoom thing. We wish it didn't happen, but we have to work with the uh, equipment and technology that we have at our disposal. So hopefully when this pandemic is over, George, we can uh, maybe film a live podcast over a couple of beers. That sounds like an excellent plan. And fingers crossed we can do that in 2024. Brilliant. Well... (laughs) I, I'm hoping more 2021, but what I would what I would also like to see happen in 2021 is Cyrus returning to and winning the challenge. I think that's a very very nice thing we can get behind, and that is my Christmas Christmas wish. And we will uh, we will leave that uh, for the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to uh, follow us over on Twitter and Instagram, which is at Challenge React. Um, also follow Cyrus at Cyrus MTV. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, anywhere where uh, where you can listen to your podcasts. And of course, over on Reddit. Um, I hope that everybody who's listening has a really, really great Christmas. Um, stay safe, have fun and be kind to each other. Take care.